When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I am Rob Tanner. I'm joined today down the King Power Stadium, home of Leicester City by James Sharp and Sharp. Hello, Robert. Hello. And we've just uh, uh, sat through Claude Powell's uh, press conference ahead of the Premier League clash with Everton at Goodison Park. But also, it's the last press conference of this January transfer window. And uh, as you can imagine, Claude's been asked a lot of questions about... Uh, possible incomings and outgoings and it seems to be the outgoings that are dominating the headlines and there was a surprise admission today in this press conference about one City player we weren't really expecting to be heading out the doors but he certainly left the door ajar for one, Andy King. Yeah, certainly did. I mean, there there were a few of the odd report in the national press that a couple of Premier League clubs were interested in maybe taking him on loan but nothing really, really much concrete. And then he was asked about King's future in his press conference and he said that Andy King is an example to the squad, which of course he is, and then said, well, we'll see what happens at the end of the of the transfer window. And the question then came back to say, well, are you, does that mean he possibly could go out and loan? And Poel said, well, we need to look at some players and see if they can get more game time and we'll see what happens before the end of the window. So... It was surprising how strong you went on it, and it certainly left the door open for for a potential move away from the club for Leicester's, Leicester's longest-serving player, and a player that has always said he wants to be a one-club man. I mean, it's surprising in some respects, the fact that he is the, the club's longest-serving player, coming through the uh, academy ranks after being released as a 15-year-old Chelsea, and he's what, 28 now, he's uh, been a, a valiant servant for, for the club. Um, but and also surprising that he wouldn't comment on Ahmed Musa possibly leaving, and he is leaving. He's going to CSK Moscow, we understand, and is set to undergo a medical uh, ahead of a um, season-long loan. But he wouldn't comment on that. But he would comment in quite detail about Kingy. Do you think he's he's putting out a message okay. that he is available? Maybe uh, that that could be the question. It's like you say, Puel was basically said, look, we we know that. Musa is in Moscow having his medical now well not now but mm. he's in Moscow due to have a medical and complete his move his agent has said it's all done it's all going ahead what are your thoughts on it and Puel said well I'm not going to comment on it because it's not official I can only really comment on Leo Leo Ujoa that's Leo Ujoa who's joined Brighton yes, on, sure we'll on loads to, at the end of the season I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute but yes, I can only really comment on Leo and then about 10 minutes later says well Kingy could be Available on loan if someone wants him. It did sound a bit like, not not a put him in the shop window, but he's it, certainly making sure pe- to people that he's available. Yes, and it's a tough one really because King has been such a great servant to Leicester and has been very vocal about the fact he wants to be a one club man. But it's at that stage now where he's got plenty of years left in his career, but is at the point where he has got four top-class midfielders ahead of him in the pecking order. And at Watford, Abora couldn't even get in the matchday squad. And in a team with 10 changes, a squad with 10 changes at 
um, Peterborough, King is not nowhere to be seen. So it feels like if King wants to be playing football, which obviously is, that may have to happen away from Leicester. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame, but it's... Um... It's no surprise in terms of the fact that he has found opportunities incredibly limited under Puel. I know you quite rightly said about Adrian Silva's um, availability after his, um, well, his unavailability <laughs> after <laughs> yeah. FIFA withheld his registration. Um, it certainly reduced those opportunities for him. And, you know, he's a, a Wales international, he's 28 years old, he needs to be playing games. Otherwise, he's not going to get a sniff of a, a Ryan Giggs um, squad. Um, you know they've got some games coming up that um, they're preparing with a new manager, mm. and he needs to be fully fit and firing and ready to go to impress there. So I think he's got a lot to consider. I, th- I think a loan switch would be good for him. Yeah, I think so. Definitely a loan switch, uh, more than anything, any more permanent at the minute, because I think. Well, you always said there's no real, no real romance or loyalty in football. There is when it comes to King in. It's one of those situations where. If he is starting to, well, the end of his possibilities of playing in the Leicester team is, is coming closer. He's a player, and his legacy is a player that needs to be handled properly. And it's flogging him, get rid of him at the end of a January transfer window permanently, and saying, "Why well, isn't really the way to go about doing it?" I think it would be good for him to get game time on loan potentially, and work your way into the Wales squad and see what happens at the end of the season because injuries and that kind of thing he may well have a future at Leicester but at the minute with the options he has Poil has he doesn't really so if he wants game time but still wants to be a one club man a loan move would seem the most kind of logical I can only recall one uh, moment where Everton were in for him when they were, when City were in the championship and they were really keen on taking him for one reason or another that deal didn't happen that's the closest I've ever known him come to, to ever leaving the club. And uh, yeah, I think, although there's some, some fans who are quite critical of him now these days, I think he's been a great servant of the club. And, I, and he's changed his, his way of playing as well. I, mean, I remember when I first started covering City, he was a, a midfield player who could ghost into the box. He was, a, you know, he was an elusive sort of runner that would pop up and, and score some great goals. Um, but now he's, a, he's, a, he's more of a defensive midfield player these days. He seems to be very calm and, and, and cool and, and just moves the ball about and he doesn't really make those bombing runs forward. Perhaps a little switch will, get, will reinvigorate him as well and get him, you know, change is as good as a rest, isn't it? So perhaps uh, a little switch will kickstart his career again because uh, he's in the prime of his career, should be playing uh, the best football of his life at the moment. Yeah, I hope so. And maybe, maybe it's a product of the system less to play now with... A withdrawn striker in the kind of Shinji role. So the two midfielders that Leicester do have are usually more withdrawn. So that ability to kind of ghost into the box. I mean, King has scored. He's Leicester's highest leading goal scorer for a conventional midfielder. Um, and yeah, back in the kind of Championship days, was was pretty prolific really as midfielders go. But like, but at the minute, he's not. He's down in the pecking order, and yeah, I think a loan move would do would do some good. I think, and it's good for the player, and also good for, good for the club. Um, to, if that were to happen, well, Leo's gone to Brighton, the club yeah. that he uh, left to join Leicester City three and a half years ago, yeah. in a then club record nine million pounds. How far has this club come know, since yeah. then? Uh, when you're talking about Islam Slani, who we'll I get to in a minute, being twenty nine. I remember when that was happening at the time, thinking. 
Oh, mate, they're playing nine million pounds for a player. What was what's this? They just to? got promoted to the Premier League and splashed out nine million quid on a player. Chump change these days. Um, but he's no chump. He's been a great uh, servant as well. Um, interesting that Paul said there. He's left the door open. He's not sort of said that's it for uh, Leo at this club. I mean, he did sign a new contract not that long ago at City. So uh, he just said he wants him to go down there, get some game time. They'll be watching his performances, what a man he is, as well as a teammate. You know, he's always smiling on the training ground, model professional, uh, and all that sort of stuff. But uh, there he's we right. go. I think, yeah, he's right. I think he's right. He's very popular amongst the lads, from what we understand. Yeah, he is. Um, and I think from watching, from looking the reaction on social media since it's been announced, a lot of fans are actually quite. Uh, I know a lot of fans might not think he's suited at the minute for Leicester or maybe Leicester have kind of surpassed Ujoa's quality maybe but a lot of fans have been have wished him well and because he's brought so many good memories to the to the club he was leading scorer in the championship um, in the survival season and scored some absolutely humongous goals in that title winning season I mean he had some, some serious some serious Fortitude and that when that West that West Ham penalty is I think it's my favourite moment of Leo. You're going to make some sort of reference to his testicles, though, <laughs> uh, potentially. So yeah, yeah. Uh, like church bells, I think the phrase yeah. is to step up and score that penalty against West Ham. His performance against Swansea when Vardy had been suspended, the goal that caused the earthquake against Norwich, his the goal he scored against Everton in the first game in the Premier League, some real. Classic moments for Ujoa, who maybe wasn't, he's not kind of prolific in the Vardy sense of prolific, but has scored some huge goals for Leicester and, and never ever seemed like he gave anything less than 100% when he put the shirt on. Always gave his all, always stood up when it, when it mattered and he's been a fine servant to Leicester and he deserves the game time. He deserves to get a chance. He's, he loves Brighton, Brighton love him. He has a kind of special relationship there. And I think he'll do really well. And I hope he does really well. Because... There was a number of clubs after him as well. I'm not surprised, really. I mean, Aston Villa were obviously one. Uh, but he's chose to stay in the Premier League with Brighton. I think he'll get he'll play quite regular there. Because he well. has what a lot of the clubs look for. He has that um, invaluable asset of Premier League experience. of having been there and done it and knows what it, knows what it takes for a club um, who are in that kind of bot- the bottom end or mid to bottom of the championship where you need someone who has been there, done it, knows what it takes to keep a team up. Joe has done that. I think it'd be good for him. Uh, one other player, less um, of a shock, uh, this player that's about to join um, another club is Ahmed Musa. Yep. Now, unlike Leo, it's not really worked out for, for Musa. He hasn't really played a significant part at all for City since his uh, big money arrival from Moscow, yeah. has it? No, and... It promised so much when he took the ball from the halfway line and dribbled past the Barcelona defence and put it in in pre-season. Claudio was going, that's why we spent this much money on him. And it all looked a perfect fit. He was fast, he was direct, faster than Vardy. He thought, oh, he would, he'd fit into that that system, that role. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out. We're not quite sure what position he was played. No one's really, he's never really had a run in a certain position. He stated he's not a striker, he's a winger, hasn't he? But he's always been played down the middle. Yeah, exactly. And it looked physically, it didn't quite... It, the game was a bit too physical for him in the Premier League. It was always 
bit of a, a bit of a passenger when it came to the intensity of everything. Through that becomes lack of confidence, and then as that happens, you drop further down the pecking orders when a few changes the manager. And for a, for a while now, it's been the case that it's, it's not going to work out, and it's a bit of a shame and a club record sign that hasn't worked out. But another one, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know, yeah, another club. one from that the title winning summer. Another player now that's going to depart the club, albeit only on loan. Whether that turns into a permanent, we're not quite not quite sure, and we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But another one from that summer. From where, what you understand from the Russian yeah, journalist you spoke to, yeah, no, I got a Russian reporter got in touch the other day just to kind of like you say get a sense of what went wrong, and from what they understand, there's no option to buy at the end of the of the end of the loan spell. I don't know if the Russian clubs can are going to. Have, willing to pay that much money for not for many reason. clubs from out, leagues outside of the Premier League can afford Premier League players no exactly and, and, and they are the only options for them yeah exactly so yeah it's another like I say another, sell, another player from that title winning summer that could well depart um, but no it's, it's a bit of a shame it's not worked out but it's it looks like it's been in, inevitable for a while now uh, Islam Slaman let's move on to Islam another record signing the current record signing yeah. £29 million striker. Now, his future seems to be shrouded in a bit of doubt as well. There's a number of clubs after him. Monaco, we understand, have tabled a loan offer. Yeah. But uh, whether Leicester City would take that... Do they really want on, that? Do, I, well, I wonder. I wonder whether it'll be um, you know cold, hard cash that would make him make them consider selling Slomani. I mean, we understand Newcastle have expressed an interest as well, whether they'd be willing to uh, match... City's uh, price tag on Slomani, we'll have to wait and see. But what's, what's that price tag likely to be? Well, it'd be certainly north of twenty million. I would imagine having to pay twenty nine. Although obviously they wouldn't have paid all of that up front. There would have been add-ons and different parts of that that deal, which probably they haven't triggered yet because he hasn't featured a massive <laughs> amount again uh, this season. But uh, now that that's going to be one to watch over the next coming days and. Let's move on to Riyad Mahrez then, because uh, Pilch just confirmed there we've got two days to go. He's been the subject of speculation throughout the whole window, before the window, in the last window. Yeah. It's all the chat has been Mahrez to leave, Mahrez to leave, Mahrez to leave. Even to the extent where at the weekend some p- pundits on TV were saying that Diabate's performance at uh, Peterborough then, must mean, then. must mean inevitably, <laughs> that Mahrez is about to leave. Now, Pilch just said there's been no change, so no clubs in for him. Yeah, don't get me started on the pundits. Yeah, yeah. I spent most of the weekend writing about how ridiculous those comments were. Um, yeah, I think it's helpful that there's... It's not helpful for, for us in terms of being at a game and having a transfer window, the same transfer deadline on the same day, but it's good for any sort of speculation regarding Mares. There's going to be no... As soon as we, he is seen getting off the bus at Goodison, that kills that story. There's no ridiculous flying round airports to see if a move develops because he'll be on the pitch, he'll be playing. And as Paul said in his press conference, it says the situation is the same as it was in the last press conference when you asked me then and the one before that when you asked me then and the one before that when you asked me then. He is ha- he's confident that Morris is going to stay, Morris is happy, he's playing well, he's enjoying his football. There's been no real interest in him really over the over the January. A lot of well, essentially all of the speculation has been media driven. And 
It looks like Mares will be staying put. Well, I think the the, the, uh, the figure that Leicester City would demand for Mares in the middle of a season would certainly put off a number of clubs. I, I wouldn't rule out some having a little sniff in the summer because I don't yeah. think his uh, his desire to move on and seek um, a, a new challenge has waned. I just think he's enjoying his football under Pearl this season. And he's quite happy to wait. He's patient, but I still think he ultimately he'd like to move on to uh, a, a Champions League club. But so far, not many have shown. Uh, an interest in him, so no, it's a strange situation. Yeah, about, I mean, I'm a big um, Mares fan, and I am more than happy to give him a bit of slack when it comes to shirking the odd sixty forty challenge, um, mm-hmm. and the odd bit of time where he might drift out of a game here or there, because I think a lot of mercurial talents, even at the big clubs, have have times where they drift out of games, but. He has the ability to win games of football, and he does that, and he's now doing that on a consistent basis. And it, I can't understand why teams, clubs, won't pay the figure that Leicester want to pay because I've seen worse players get bought for similar figures, maybe a little bit less. So I can't, I, I can't get, can't understand it because he's shown over three seasons that he is a top class player but I'm not going to complain because he's going to be staying at Leicester and, that, and I'm happy with that and I don't think yeah I think he'd still ideally would like to have a challenge at a bigger club but I don't think I think you can hold that desire as well as admit that you're enjoying your football and you're happy here in the meantime I think that's fine isn't it I think that's what's happening I think if most players if you said to most players would you like to play for a Barcelona or a Real Madrid or that I think they're going to go yeah, yeah at some stage but obviously he took it a step further by trying to push a deal through that never emerged I don't think he was best advised no and he's changed his advisors uh, since then um the reason, obviously, that we're talking about Mar is because he's just been in the press conference, Puel, and he was asked if Diabate was signed as a future replacement for Riyad Mahrez. So let's talk about the Manfacini Diabate's debut at Peterborough at the weekend. Two goals and an assist. Kind of got much better, couldn't it? No, it was, it was, as debuts go, it was, it was excellent. We've seen some good debuts over the years, haven't we? Yeah, we've seen Jeff Schlupp, who's now a bit of a part-time left-back at Palace, and Joe Dodu, who also scored in his debut. He's now struggling to get into the Rangers side. So having excellent debuts doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to become a, a long-term success at Leicester City. Um, probably a little bit harsh on Jeff, because Jeff did, ha- did have a... And he played a part in yeah, the title he, winning. Yeah, he did play a part. Um, yes, but... As debuts go, it wasn't. It was impressive. What impressed me was for someone who's a youngster from League One. Um, I mean, you remember Mares turning up with his spindly legs and looked like he'd not been fed for a while. I'm surprised by how well he Diabate dealt with the physical aspect of it. There was one once in the first half where he he brought the ball down. He got a defender behind him, but he, he managed to bring it down and shrug the defender off at the same time and then play the ball. But that was. I didn't expect that. I expected a lot of bit of like fleeting footwork and a bit of skill, but mm. maybe on the physical side he might be lacking. But I didn't think he did. I thought he held. He he didn't waste the ball. When he got the ball, he he looked to play. He play either the simple pass if it was on, or if there's a space to run into it. But before he scored his second, there's a lovely little turn on the edge of the box. Showed a bit of awareness, uh, and he set up Ndidi for his for his goal as well. So it, it was impressive. But just because he impressed does not mean that, that Mahrez is leaving. Well, that's what the point of In the same way that if Diabate had had a poor game, 
that would then mean that Morris is staying. It, the, the two aren't linked whatsoever. No, absolutely and not. Diabate, yeah, he may well be Morris's replacement in the future because he's been bought with the future in mind. And if Morris gets what he wants in the future, he won't be at the club for a while and Diabate will then naturally potentially replace him. But he hasn't been bought to replace Morris now. No, that's, that is the point. Oh, I did make that. He also called for patience with Diabati. Uh, he doesn't speak English. He's learning about English football. He's learning about his teammates. He's learning about his new club, the new demands, the professionalism. Uh, City have got a very good record of uh, finding uh, players in the second tier of French football and turning them into stars. Anthony Knockout and Mares are the two classic examples. So I can see why the camp- that comparison is being made, but Pearl's just said in there it's unfair to make that comparison. You can't compare the two. Mares is the finished product yeah. you know he's got that maturity that experience he knows when to pass the ball and when to carry it and take people on um, Diabati's got all that ahead of him and he needs a bit of patience yeah so. because this will ha- it will happen is that Diabati's had an absolute stonker of a debut and there will be cases where he'll play in the future and he will have an off day and he won't look as good he won't be able to maintain this level all the way through. So what can't happen... Not, not many youngsters can. No, of course they can't. Wilf and the Diddy's getting there now. Yeah. But what, what can't happen, I think what Puel is saying is, he's right to be praised for this debut, and a lot of fans are getting really excited that they might have the, ne- the new Riyad Mahrez on their hands. But he will let, he will have stinkers from in the future. And what, so what he's trying to urge against is people then seeing him have a bad game and say, oh no, he's rubbish, write him off, he isn't that good. There is going to be bad days with a young player who's completely new to this culture so yeah he, he, patience is required but from what we've seen the potential is there if he works hard and can be developed that they could have a good player on their hands well there's another one that they're trying to develop as well um, one who came for a significantly more than the 1.7 million that City paid for Diabate Kelechi Nacho it's been a stuttering start to his City career after his 25 million pound move from Manchester City now. We've wondered why he hasn't made the impact that we all expected with a guy with his goal-scoring record that he had per minutes on the pitch. And I think Claude Puyol has just given us a little insight into what the problem was early doors. Yeah, he, he said in his press conference that uh, Ian Acho is now reaping the rewards of kind of stepping up his attitude in training. Like He's, he's, work, he's working harder in training. He's more focused in training he's more dedicated in training which is great but that also begs a question that he might not have been that beforehand yeah which you don't expect from less city players because we're told frequently that they train with incredible intensity and, and commitment and the work rate and the effort's always there in training to suggest that uh, here Nacho probably wasn't at the uh, level he should have been in training um, would probably explain why he's not um, featured as much as we thought he would. Or I mean, he certainly fell down the pecking order under um, Samani. But whatever Puel said um, to him, he certainly got a great response from him because two goals in the uh, FA Cup replay against Fleetwood, another two, and there were good finishes as well. At yeah, really well. good. I mean, I know a lot of people were shouting pass it for the first one with Harvey Barnes in loads of space, but a really s- sublime finish. And the second one, to take that cross first time across you... It was put on a plate for him. It was a great cross, <laughs> it was, yeah. wasn't it? But good super, finish, yeah, also. real super finish. So yeah, and that was the best all-round performance we've seen for me in that show. In that it wasn't. I mean, we've always known his his record at Man City would suggest he's, a, he's an excellent finisher. But whether his all-round game could adapt in that 
he could his movement and his link up play and all that stuff that comes with it. I think that was the best we've seen of that and showed that that Leicester could have a play on their hands here. Well, after the performances uh, at uh, London Road, sorry, I'm still calling it London Road, Abax, I don't know what that is, London Road, um, 10 changes, obviously Pearl was heavily criticised for those yeah. 10 changes by Paul Merson before the game, yeah. calling it a disgrace, they went on to win 5-1 emphatically, he's going to make another 10 changes we would imagine, wouldn't he, for Everton? Yeah, probably, um, I mean, alright, let's, let's deal with this 10 changes thing, shall we, let me just come off my Bob Willis long run for a second, so let's make 10 changes, on the face of it, that sounds like loads. But if you actually look at the team sheet and have Merson looked at the team sheet and seen who was playing, you would see that 10 changes wasn't that ridiculous. So you go through it and you've got Danny Simpson, who is your, who is your first choice right Just back. Just coming back from Just injury. Back from injury. So there's your first choice right back. Christian Fuchs, up until a couple of weeks ago, was the first choice left back. The two of them have nearly 300 Premier League appearances between them. Uh, Johan Ben Luan has got Champions League quarterfinal experience, um, and you've got your central midfielders, Vicente Abora. Don't forget Harry Maguire, England international. Who's the one player that the kept, one player that kept, kept his place. place? Exactly. Then you've got Vicente Abora and Adrian Silva in the middle. One of them was the captain of a team that won three consecutive Europa Leagues. One of them led his country to Europe, European Championship. One has been a Premier League regular this season. One would have been had it not been for some. Paperwork issues. Um, Damari Gray, regular starter. Harvey um, Diabate, debutant. Debutant. Got to make his debut sometime. Exactly. Harvey Barnes, promising youngster, England under twenty international, has an excellent record in League One of the Championship. And Nacho, who scored two goals in the previous round and cost twenty five million pounds. That squad. It's not a team full of stiffs. It's not. He's not. He's not just playing the whole development squad. This is a team of of quality, which. To say, oh, it's a disgrace he's made 10 changes. No, it's not a disgrace. That's a very strong team. Well, Liverpool fielded their strongest team, didn't they, against West Bromwich Albion at home, and they went out. Yep. So it just goes to show, you know, they've probably got, well, they have got a midweek game now, haven't they? And, they're, you know, they're going to play as of got a limited time to recover where City now going to Everton refreshed but knowing City they'll probably get beat now having had that rest but but I just think managers these days they're damned if they're doing they're damned if they're doing yeah. because if, if they um, make those changes they're accused of um, disparaging the competition not taking it seriously throwing away an opportunity to go on and win silverware but then if they play all the senior players all the time and don't blood the youngsters they get accused of stifling young talent and not doing enough to bring in certainly English young talent as well which you know people in the Premier League are crying out for so they can't really win can they either way the only no, way to do it, the hope is that the team you go out does go on and win 5-1 yeah um, you, you can't win at all and um, I, yeah I, I, I don't get the whole criticism of it because and I know some people were saying well yeah but look at play the best team you can win they can win the FA Cup so play your best team in that and then experiment and blood youngsters in, in the Premier League because they're not going to go down and they're going to finish, but it doesn't work like that because well, also what it shows is it's, there seems to be an assumption that it's either one thing or the other. It's either trying to win the FA Cup or trying to finish seventh, and there's a lot of money difference between seventh and fourteenth in the Premier League, which the owners will know about. What Leicester this is showing is that Leicester have got a squad that can challenge for both. It's not if Claude well just manipulates his squad. He's got this Leicester got a huge squad full of international quality which has been proven a bit of chopping and changing here and there shows that they can now fight on both fronts 
and try and, and try for both. And also with the future in mind, these lads have got some experience now. Yeah. Uh, so when they're called upon again in the future, they can fall on that experience. Adrian Silva and, and Abora have played crucial minutes. Anything else with Matty Jones and Wilfred Diddy, they're in and they're ready to go. You know, I, I can I totally understand why he's made the, the, these these changes. It's not like he's fielded a, a bunch of kids exactly. and, got, and gone to Manchester City. Yeah. If you can't throw in a couple of youngsters, and he only he only had the front four really um, of youth on their side, but inexperience. If you can't throw them in at Peterborough United, all with due respect to Peterborough in the FA Cup, it's not like they've gone and to be lambs of the slaughter at Man City. No, exactly. And people people who were not on the side of Merson, but were saying, well. Yeah, but he did this against Fleetwood and, and, and they had a poor performance against Fleetwood, so he's taking another risk. It was no, a that, risk. I'd imagine it was a risk. If they got beat, he yeah, would have got hammered. But that, that, but that team he played at Fleetwood was strong enough and had enough quality in it. should have been strong enough to beat Fleetwood at Fleetwood, but it was just a poor performance. The team was strong enough. I, we had no, I had no issue with the team selection at that time. And the same here. I have no issue whatsoever with, with the team selection, but this time the performance... Match the potential of that team, which is fine. I I'd honestly have absolutely no issue with it whatsoever. Well, we we think Ian Acho Diabate, and that will have to uh, drop back onto the bench for the trip to Goodison on Wednesday night. Vardy, Mares, or Brighton, they'll all come back in. Star Shinji Okazaki, no doubt. Imagine Matty James and Nadidi, who uh, looked excellent again when he come, yeah. came on, will uh, have that midfield slot. And then Casper Smog will back in goal. Uh, Maguire will probably have Dragovic alongside him. Although the news is today, Wes Morgan, the hope, will be uh, back in full training in three or four days, I think yeah. he said. Yeah, he's out on the pitch. He's the only one that's out injured. Players. Yeah, he's still got a bit of way to go. He'll probably have a 23 game before he's back. Robert Hoover's on the bench at Peterborough as well. Then you imagine Ben Shilwell come back in at left back, do you think? Yeah, I think so. And then right back, will Lamartia go ahead of Danny that's Simpson? the big one, I think, because... Well, Danny come through 90 minutes, no came problem. Came through 90 minutes, he? but I think, I think it would be... It would be harsh on Amartya because he's been. I think he's been really good, and I know he had his his slip up against Man U, which was a bit of an it was inexperience and also lack of match practice to be a little bit off the pace. Since then, he's he's grown into it. He's looked good. He's looked good going forward, which Puel likes, and it would be harsh to drop him. I think. Um, yeah, they might have to assess Danny Simpson to see exactly. you know, if he's had any struggling, for, you know, for a bit of soreness. I think it might be a Marty. Won't I it? think it might be a Marty. That you can't start. risk Simpson for two ninety minutes after coming back from an injury. Yeah, so um, that's probably what the line will be. And if they can produce a performance similar to the one at Chelsea um, in the Premier League last away game, and uh, you know that they'd have to stand a good chance against Everton, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, look at look just looking at the odds um, at the minute, and Leicester are. Favourites um, with the bookmakers. Are they really? Yeah, let's just so race. At Goodison. Yeah, race like favourites, um, six to four compared to two to one. So they're obviously thinking it's going to be a very, very tight game. Yeah, I think so it, it will it, be as well. Yeah, I think so as well. But they are, Everton is struggling for results at the minute. Leicester got through what felt like a bit of a sticky patch. Um, even, but they're, they're playing really good at the minute and. If they can put together a performance that they did against Chelsea, I think Leicester should just about edge it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's on as even. Well, there's plenty of preview stories going on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page leading up to this game on Wednesday night. James will be doing a live blog from Goodison, so you can join him on our website 
um, to uh, see what his thoughts are on the performance and on the team selection on the day. Uh, I'll be there as well doing all the verdicts and uh, um, there'll be lots of reaction on the Mercury website and Facebook page after the game as well. Don't forget to go to beer52.com, uh, our sponsors on this podcast. Um, they're offering uh, free beer from around the world for Leicester City fans. All you got to do is go on the website and use the tagline Leicester to register and all you got to do is pay the postage and packing. Thanks for joining us. We'll join you again next time. <laughs>